so let's get one thing out of the way immediately. When Jesus says in this parable of talents, he's not talking about how to play the piano, you know, how to play soccer well, or any other skill that we could possibly think of. So just push that right out of your mind. Rather, a talent in the ancient world is an extravagant amount of money. And doing a little research, two things came, to, came up as the value of a talent. One was the average person's weight in silver or gold. So I did a little math last night, and as of close of the market uh, on Friday, my, my, weight, my weight in gold is worth about $4.8 million, uh, just so you know. Or silver is the other metal that, but the, again, the average person's weight in this precious metal. Or it was the amount of money in, in the Greek world, it was the amount of money that it took a ship with a crew of 200 people, their salary for the entire crew for a month. So about 6,000 days wages. Or, if you want to put it in one person's perspective, think of your salary for about 16 and a half years. That's how much a talent is worth. So it's an extravagant amount of money. So this is not a trifling image that Jesus is using. These servants are given an incredible amount of opportunity. And even the one, you know, this poor guy, we think he has one talent, you know, my one talent, the one thing I can do well. No. It's, again, that the Lord blesses these servants and expects them to use uh, this amount of money. And you can read in between the lines in this parable that if any of them, whether it be the one with five, three, or one, came back and said, Master, I went off and traded, made a few bad investments, didn't do so well, sorry, would have gotten off a lot better than this one who just buried the money in the ground. Because again, he did what his master expected, uh, to go and use this money for trading, for, for doing good. So let's think about this then in relation to ourselves. Because one of, one of the great rules of, the liturgical, of liturgical life is that the first reading in the gospel are put together for a reason. And sometimes that reason is obvious and sometimes not. And I have to confess that for much of the week, I was puzzling over this reading from Proverbs. And then I had an aha moment uh, yesterday afternoon, I guess better late than never, uh, in that, that the church is the bride of Christ. So we are the worthy wife that the book of Proverbs speaks of. And this is how Jesus looks at us as individuals and as a community, that our value is far beyond pearls, that Christ has entrusted his heart to us, 
And we, in turn, are to bring the Lord good and not evil all the days of our life. And we use what the Lord has entrusted to us, an extravagant amount, uh, and works, and we work with loving hands, and especially reaching out to the poor and extending our arms to the needy. This is how we are to use what God has given to us, what extravagant amounts of gifts, graces, and good things that each of us has been entrusted with. And I would say that we need not worry about whether or not we see results. The important thing is that we're busy. The important thing is that we're using what we have been given. And again, I think this is where the second reading gives us a little more perspective too, is that in these days when we are coming to the end of the liturgical year and thinking more about the end of the world, what Matthew is talking about is also a judgment scene, that we will be judged for how we used what God has given to us. And God takes this very seriously, so we should too. And again, St. Paul is talking about not needing to know about times or seasons, because for when it comes to you and I, whether the end of the world comes or just simply our own death, the effect is the same, that at that moment we are going to face God and account to Christ for how we have used what we have been given. So we don't need to worry about whether the world is coming to an end or our life is coming to an end, as long as we are busy doing what God has given us to do, as long as we are using the gifts and talents both in the normal English sense of that word, uh, the skills and gifts we've been given, or the extravagant gifts of grace that we have received from God. If we are found busy working, trading, uh, spinning uh, with these, uh, we can go before Christ the judge with a fair amount of confidence uh, that God, who does look into our hearts, will see uh, the good that we are trying to do, even if we don't have uh, much to show for it, or so we think. Uh, because, of course, again, it's the Lord who sees everything much more clearly and indeed perfectly uh, which we don't have that vision. And so that's why our work really is an act of faith, because we are uh, putting good out into the world, hopefully continuously, and for a harvest that we necessarily might not see, uh, that we trust that the good that we do in God's providence will be put to good use, and at the end of time or when we face judgment, then we will see 
uh, the fruits of all of our labors, all those fruits that perhaps were hidden uh, from us in this life because of our limited uh, capabilities or our limited um, ability to see as finite creatures. So I think these readings today call us to first a amount of gratitude for how much we have been blessed for God's extravagance uh, toward us uh, but also then that we would have the strength and the courage to use uh, what we have bid, been given uh, for the good of one another, for the building up of the world, the overcoming of sin and evil, and bringing others into the kingdom of Christ. <laughs> 